0: It's episode 123 of Viking 360. Mike Rubin joined by Brian Johnson, and we're into uh, a little bit of spring sports now. The uh, team's getting ready to uh, rev up their season, starting uh, with Lady Viking softball. They open the season on uh, Thursday, March 17th at Parkersburg, and when they open, they open. They have three games in three days, playing uh, Riverside and uh, Sissonville on back to Mac Knights and and this was a really good softball team last year they only had one senior on the team a year ago they uh, ended up losing in the regional finals to the team that would eventually win the state
1: championship in Cabell Midland and they really pushed Cabell Midland uh, to the brink in that uh, regional championship and again you mentioned it uh, a really young team coming back this year they got off to such a hot start last year. I think we need to temper expectations a little bit uh, because that's not a normal uh, start to a season, but they're going to have a great year.
0: And they don't really have senior leadership, but they do have junior leadership. And I'll talk with one of those juniors, Cassidy Cummings.
1: Cassidy was uh, really solid for them at third base last year, but she's going to be play a little more of a utility role in the infield this year. Uh, playing both first and third. So I expect her not only to be big in the field, but also at the plate. And Viking Baseball also opens on Thursday, March 17th. They'll be playing – you talk
0: about a tough opener. They'll be playing (laughs) at State Runner-Up Hurricane. And they don't have three games in three days. They have four games in three days. (laughs) They're uh, scheduled to play the 18th at Winfield. And on the 19th, they make a trip down to Fayette
1: County, where they will play Oak Hill and Greenbrier East. Really tough start, Rube. Uh, you feel like if you could split those four games in three days, you'd feel like you were off to a really solid start. Great competition there for the Vikings as uh, their baseball season gets kicked off, and uh, you know they're looking to bounce back from a, a disappointing season last year.
0: And one of the guys, one of the key factors helping the bounce back will be senior Colton Pepper. I have an interview uh, with Colton in this podcast.
1: And Rube Colton Pepper, in every sport I've ever covered for this young man, has always been very solid contributor. He doesn't get a lot of fanfare, and uh, you know sometimes he doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's a great player, and we look forward to what he's going to be able to do this year. Well, track season has a little bit of a delay. They're, they're scheduled to open mm-hmm. on next
0: Saturday. March 19th down in Charleston at Lately Field. And this uh, track team, especially the Lady Viking track team, they won the 2018 state championship, they won the 2019 state championship, and then there were, there was no uh, state track meet in 2020. So we're anxious to see how the uh, Lady Viking and Viking
1: track teams uh, get geared up this year. Much like all of these spring sports Rube, they return a lot of firepower, uh, especially on the girls' side of things. And uh, it's going to Be fun to watch uh, what uh, Coach Crystal Cunningham is able to do with them. And the tennis team will open up on uh, Thursday, March 24th,
0: with a home match against uh, Spring Valley. A new look on the tennis team this year
1: Uh, Steve Hunt will be the head coach of the Vikings and he'll be assisted by Jenny Scholl. And Rube, that Viking tennis team is going to be anchored by Torin Scholl. Uh, She was an emerging star from last year. Coming back this year, uh, high expectations for that young lady. She's a fantastic player.
0: All right, now, Brian, let's talk a little bit about wrapping up the winter sports season, starting with wrestling. I had a good conversation with uh, head coach Matt Smith, and he offered a season wrap-up, including the state tournament. They had some success down in Huntington at that state tournament with with four placers this year.
1: Yeah, great showing for them and uh, a lot to build upon. They're going to lose a few Uh, From this year's squad, Rube, but they're very young. You talked a lot all season long about some of the freshmen and sophomores that were uh, contributors on that Viking wrestling team. So they're only going to get better as the years carry on.
0: And I want to wish good luck to Chase Morgan. He's uh, wrestling this weekend for West Liberty uh, University. He will be he'll be in St. Louis at the
1: NCAA Division II Nationals. So good luck, Chase. And Rube, tip of the cap to the Viking cheerleaders. They will be at the. Girls' uh, State Tournament on Friday night for the National Anthem. They will be doing sign language as they do for all the Viking home games. So, a really neat moment. And, Brian,
0: you had a chance for another uh, chat with uh, Derek Mullins wrapping up the uh, basketball season.
1: Yeah, Derek, uh, a little disappointed, obviously, as we all were, as the way the season ended this year, but uh, he's returning his entire starting lineup from this year and a couple of the key contributors as well so they're focused on this off season and uh, hopefully getting to the civic center next year all right brian and our hats off
0: pardon the pun to uh, ripleyvikings.com <laughs> that's the place to go for all your ripley viking apparel cheesers hats sweatshirts shorts you name it
1: ripleyvikings.com and don't forget the coupon code viking360 to get 15 percent off of your next order Ripley sent eight wrestlers to this year's Class AAA State Tournament at Mountain Health Arena in Huntington. Four of those eight ended up placing in their weight classes as we hear from Viking coach Matt Smith.
0: The state wrestling tournament uh, has come to its conclusion and the uh, Vikings uh, were able to send eight wrestlers to the state tournament and four of those ended up placing. Uh, Coach Smith, what is your evaluation of the uh, Viking performance?
2: Um, I think overall we wrestled, um, probably the best we wrestled over all, all year overall. Um, I, I think we wrestled, um, pretty well, had some un, unfortunate type circumstances during the tournament, but, um, you know, I thought the guys dealt with those, um, as they came pretty well. Um, and, um, you know, of course that's what we really, uh, you know, I try to train them to do to, to, be able to really peak at the right time. And I, I think honestly they're wrestling and, you know, the best that they had and, um, even in matches we lost, I think we looked we looked uh, tougher than we had. So um, it, you know, it's always what you want to do. You want to put your best foot forward when you know it really counts.
0: And um, uh, Brett Haskins ended up uh, placing third at 145.
2: Yeah, Brett Brett, Brett Brett in third was a was a good thing um, for him for sure. Um, I would have liked for him to be in, in the in the finals and win it, but um, you know he had his toughest. Uh, the guy that ended up winning the tournament um, in the semifinals and. Um, didn't wrestle real well in my finals. Um, was kind of um, gave up that first takedown and was kind of out of it after that. But um, you know, to come back the next morning and, and beat two pretty tough guys, um, I think says a lot about him and and just his mentality and, and you know, kind of putting the team first, I guess, so to speak. You know, it's hard when you we have your dreams kind of crushed there to come back and get third, especially when you're a senior. But um, for him to do that and the guy he actually beat for third and fourth, that beat him earlier in the year as well, so. Um, you know, it was really, really good for him to end his career on that note.
0: Well, Coach, you uh, watched an awful lot of matches uh, over that three-day period, but were there uh, maybe uh, a couple of matches that stood out in your mind as being uh, really great examples of what uh, Viking Wrestling is all about?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, realistically, there's a couple that kind of stand out to me that are, um, you know, it's on both sides. of it. One match we won, one match we lost, and I think it um, both of them really kind of tell you, like, what you know, kind of what we're trying to do, and, and try to um, get through to these guys. Um, I'll kind of start off with the, with the um, the, I guess, the saddle one, so to speak. Uh, Ethan Ethan K was wrestling a guy he had uh, uh, lost to earlier in the year. Had, had gotten taken down, I think three, maybe four times during the match, um, and ended up getting uh, pinned by the guy um, in, in the middle of January or early January, and. Um, you know, we'd watched some film and things like that and try to fix some, some things he was doing. And, um, I thought he was really wrestling well, um, through the whole match ended up, he was winning four to two, um, with about 20 seconds left. He had, um, he had hurt his elbow, actually had tweaked it both ways. I think, I think he tweaked it one way and was okay. And then he went the other way and it, um, it hurt even more. So, um, took injury time and really, um, really kind of freaked him out and he was really scared it was he thought it was actually dislocated at the time it really wasn't um but it's one of those things that's kind of a it's a pain in the butt thing that that happens um but you know to his credit um there was never any doubt whether he was going to finish the match or anything like that he went out and and still competed hard um but um ended up giving up a reversal with uh, pretty much no time left um and then going into overtime um he just ended up getting taken down, but um, from there he went in the back and um, they checked him out and found out he's you know he's hurt uh, you know pretty bad. So um, the doctors and trainers actually ended up holding him out. But you know I think it you know when you have an injury like that, that's something that other other people are saying you can't go. Um, you know I think it says a lot for him to grit out those last uh, the end of that match and then in the overtime. Um, and you know realistically, if he had been able to win that match, he would have placed. Um, and added another placer to to the four we already had. Um, even if he would have forfeited out the rest of the way, he would have been sixth at, at the absolute least. So um, it's really good for you know things looking forward as far as him being just a freshman. So I'm excited about that. Um, and then the other one was Hunter Brown. I think Hunter wrestled um, really well in the tournament overall. I think his first tournament or first match, he was um, pretty nervous and, and tight and things like that. But I think as the tournament with winning that match, you know, kind of going back through. Um, he just kind of fought and battled and wound up in the blood round, which is the round right before placing um, with a guy he'd lost to uh, three different times during the season. Um, and he'd actually gotten pinned by the guy earlier. I think the first time they wrestled um, the next time the, the point score was, was quite a bit different. And then um, he was a little bit closer with him the last time I think they wrestled at the, the WSAZs in the the uh, placing match there. Um, so for him to go out and wrestle a guy like that and wrestle really well, um, I think he ended up winning six to two, I believe. Um, just showed a lot of grit and, and determination there, and um, it's one of those things that we had him up and, and Brett Haskins up at the same time. So I watched uh, a decent amount of, of, of Hunter's match, and then when over was coaching Brett, and then found myself self trying to not stare at his match while I'm watching Brett's, and it's hard to sit there and watch two guys. I was trying to, you know, uh, I hate to miss any either one of their matches, um, so to sit there and kind of you know watch him pull that off, kind of in the background of Brett wrestling in the semis match. Um, I think really shows a lot of heart and a lot of um, growth from last year to this year. You know, last year he went 0-2 and um, really beating himself up a little bit. And this year, I think it's the complete opposite. I think he really found his stride and figured out how good he was. And, um, you know, realized that he's just wrestling wrestling matches. And if he doesn't really think much about it, he just goes out and competes. He's going to be there with anybody. And I think it's um, exactly where he's at. I think it's uh, it's great going to have him back as a senior as well. You know, to be another guy to kind of feel you know, like Brett, Eli, and Brock. Um, those are, you know, three of our seniors this year that we're going to miss. And But at the same time, you know, you have Hunter that kind of can step in there and, and fill that gap a little bit. Um, and we've got some other younger guys that I think are are in that same boat um, that they're ready to step up. So it's, it's exciting for us going forward. Um, sad to see those guys go, but like I said, it is exciting going forward.
0: As you mentioned, Coach, uh, three seniors were at the uh, state tournament and uh, five underclassmen. And you have uh, an outstanding group, it appears, uh, coming up from the middle school level. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the future of uh, Viking wrestling?
2: Well, I think the first thing to look at is that looking at the numbers and things like that of eighth graders coming up, where we could double our team size in one year, um, even with losing the three seniors. So, um, you know, that's a really big thing for us right now. We, We just struggle with numbers, but the guys that we did have. Um, you know they bought into what we were doing, and, and um, you can see that as the year went on, we got better and better. And I think with the guys coming up, I think they're um, they've got a real similar mentality that, to those guys, and I, they've got a um, pretty good jump start on on um, on things. And I'm I'm looking forward to really working with them and, and seeing where they can wind up. Um, you know that freshman year is always a, a hard one. You know it's a it's a tough one to try to transition, but um, you know really that's that's the goal is to get transition as quick as possible, and then. You know, kind of see where you fall at the end of the year, and you know, with with two um, really good freshmen we had this year, um, both um, being at the state tournament, being the and you know, with Cooper placing sixth, and then Ethan also, um, you know, like I said, missing missing it by just the um, by the 20, 20 second swing there. Um, you know, it really shows like how much how much ground you can cover in one year, and you know, those guys struggled early in the season, and then you know, as the year gone on, they go. As the year went on, they got better and better, and I think if we do the same thing with that group, you know, now we've got a whole team full of guys like that, and um, that's always real exciting for me because now you start competing for, you know, more than just uh, you know a handful of guys. You've got a whole group of guys that are that have bought in, and they're you know we're setting ourselves up to, to be a really tough team to deal with next season and going forward, and um, you know it's a really exciting time. Like you said, I mean it's um, just a, a great thing to have there, and, and you know I, it's really because of the coaching staff we have at the middle school and and the guys we have at the high school right now, as far as the guys we have now, um, you know, as far as where we're at. So, you know, I give those guys a lot of credit. And, you know, obviously the guys have put a lot of work and time in. So I'm really looking forward for for all that to pay off here um, in the near future.
0: Coach, uh, thank you very much, uh, not only for this interview, but for your assistance uh, all season long. We appreciate it.
2: Oh, no, I appreciate you guys and what you guys are doing. Thanks, Ruben.
1: Ripley High softball is coming off of a 23-7 season that included a sectional championship. Infielder Cassidy Cummings carried a 4-17 batting average with five home runs a year ago, and she's back for more as a junior. Cassidy, coming off a very exciting
0: softball season that you had as a sophomore, now a junior, and uh, things are looking uh, pretty solid for Lady Vikings softball this year.
3: Yes, they are hopefully we can take it as far as we did last year.
0: And last year you played uh, Cabo Midland in the regional finals and the, uh, the Knights went on and won a state championship. The, that kind of tells you just how close you were a year ago.
3: Yes, we were really close and I hope we get to uh, compete again for the same spot this year.
0: So uh, you had the offseason and what all have you done? in order to uh, get ready for for your uh, junior season?
3: Oh, I've just stayed with it, lifting. Um, I'm always in the weight room, always hitting or doing something. Um, I'm really excited for this year and hopefully going to have better stats than I did last year.
0: Well, you had pretty good stats last year.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: uh, now, last year when we came to, to the uh, Lady Viking Diamond, normal place to see you was at third base, but that may be a little bit different this year.
3: Yes, we had um, our first baseman, Aaliyah Baldwin. Uh, she quit on us and uh, so I'm going to have to switch between first and third this year a lot.
0: And uh, have you played first base
3: before? Uh, just a little bit, but we've spent a lot of time at it uh, getting me to learn more about it this year. And
0: once the season starts, it really starts. I think you have three games in three days, so what are your thoughts about uh, that kind of repetition right off the bat?
3: Um, I hope that uh, we're all in enough shape to be able to do that. It's going to be super tough. We've got a really tough schedule, but I think we can do it. I think we're all ready for that.
0: Cassidy, thank you very much. Good luck this year.
3: Thank you.
1: Mountaintop Media is the official live stream provider of Ripley High School Athletics. Mountaintop Media offers a variety of services, including logo design, photography, videography, audiovisual setup, consulting, and web design. If you're beginning your climb to the peak of success, Mountaintop Media has you covered. Mountaintop Media, your vision through our lens. Go to mtmedia304.com to learn more. His senior year of football was hampered by a knee injury, but Colton Pepper battled back to finish the season for the Vikings. He now sets his sights on baseball as Ripley prepares for the season opener on Thursday at Hurricane.
0: Bolton, you had a uh, difficult fall season. Uh, Tell everybody just to refresh our memories on uh, what you went through during the football season.
1: Well, it
4: was our first day of hitting and we were board drilling. Colin Moore twisted me a weird way and I dislocated my left kneecap and chipped off a piece of bone. I had to get surgery to remove the piece of bone and went through physical therapy for a few months before being being able to get back to play. It was like game four when I came back.
0: And uh, this year, uh, in football, we pretty much knew where you were going to be. You were usually at that middle linebacker position. But uh, in baseball, uh, you really don't know, when you look at the baseball field, you don't know where you're going to be. I mean, because you play a number of different positions. But uh, what what is your role on this Viking baseball team this year?
4: Well, it's me and Brett, either at catcher or me and Brett in right field. And it just depends on who's on the mound for where who goes where. So me and him are just ready to play both and just do what we can.
0: And how has the knee recovered? I mean, are you back to full strength now? I think I'm back to full strength.
4: It bothers me sometimes, but it's nothing to worry about.
0: uh, Colton, senior this year, uh, what lies ahead for you uh, as you look down
4: the road? Well, I plan to attend Fairmont State and get my exercise science degree in physical therapy school at WVU Medicine. All right. Congratulations, man. Thank you, Rude.
0: Biking head basketball coach Derek Mullins just completed his first season at the helm of the program, and he's already excited about
1: year number two. Coach, uh, you've had a week to um, kind of digest things after the tough loss in sectional play to Nitro. Um, tell me your overall feelings uh, just after a short week of, of not uh, having your team every day, where you feel like you guys uh, landed by the end of the year and, and some of the things that you were proud of. Uh, There was definitely some positives and uh,
4: some negatives uh, to this year. Um, When we first started the year, I had each and every one of the players kind of give me a goal, a goal sheet of what they wanted to do with uh, this season. Uh, And one thing was, of course, to to get through sexuals and make it to regionals. And, of course, we weren't able to get to that goal. But um, just some other goals that we were able to accomplish was uh, the bond better as a team. That's something we really have had to work on Um, over the years that I've been here. We just got to do a better job of that. And I think from the middle year, on when we did a better job of that and stopped bickering at each other because that that goes a long ways whenever it comes to uh, end-of-season games and the postseason. Another thing, just I've been doing some exit interviews with these guys uh, recently. Is just working on their skill work. Basketball is a skilled sport. We gotta we gotta work at it to be uh, good and be to where we want to get to um, next year. Um, So we just gotta gotta live in the gym, whether it's an hour uh, a day during the summer or just something along those lines. Is uh, just getting better uh, each and every day. We gotta figure out uh, what we need to do. Um, I've reflected quite a bit um, over the past week uh, to to see where we need to get to. Um, But overall. Um, it's it's an up and down season it was a first year as a head coach of course um, I'm upset uh, I don't think I did a good enough job but at the end of the day you always put your put uh, your players first and you uh, second so you just gotta uh, try to figure out what you need to do better to uh, get better
1: for next year you talk about that that was my next question your first year uh, you had some ups and downs as you mentioned what did you learn and probably what will you most take away as a head coach that maybe uh, you might change going into next season um,
4: I, I think depth could be a thing when it comes to postseason. I think if you can get a lot of guys prepared, uh, for the end of the year, um, into the postseason, it can definitely help you out. Um, just being harder on them all the time, not just whenever games matter. That's something else I need to do a better job of. Uh some games you come in like you might think you know you win, but at the same time uh you can't flip a switch on and off all the time. So that's something we gotta we gotta work on. We gotta make sure we keep that switch on at all times um in practices um and of course during the games as well. Um and just just taking pride in winning. Uh we gotta make sure uh, these we had a lot of games this year to where we, we won by five or we lost by five. There was a lot of single-digit losses. There might have been two to three, if I can remember off the top of my head, that were double-digit losses. So uh, being a young team and not being in those type of positions a uh, whole lot uh, we got to learn how to get above that that hump um, and win those ball games because those wins could lead to more confidence and of course confidence is everything in life and of course in sports as well. So if you can get the get build your confidence up, so kids feel good about yourself and get you ready for uh, the next day in practice or whether you have a game too. So uh, just a lot of things um, going through uh, my head uh, throughout this past week. So uh, just hopefully we
1: can learn from this and keep growing as a team. You lose a couple of seniors that uh, were locker room guys, practice guys, made you better uh, day in and day out. But, boy, you return a talented and young roster. This is one of the, the more talented basketball groups we've seen at Ripley High School in a while. You have to be excited about that.
4: Yeah, uh, the seniors, they came in and did what they had to do. Um, they It's hard for two guys, let alone two seniors, to sit on the bench and come into practice each and every day, knowing that they might not get any minutes if just a couple minutes each game on the varsity level. So uh, they had a great mindset um, coming into practice each day and uh, proud of those guys for what they have accomplished at Ripley High School. And uh, hats off to them. I can't, wait. I can't wait to see what they do with their lives uh, later on once they um, get down the road. But uh, like you said, this young group that's coming back, it could be – it could be special um but it, it all starts in the off season I, that comes with anything with sports you got to you got to work at it to be good with something and, and hard work um I and it, it takes a lot of time to to be good at what you want to do um of course our ultimate goal is is to make it to states um but Uh, it starts it starts in the summer Uh, we're going to start back up probably the end of April beginning of May get ready get our legs under us and get ready for our three-week period in June where we do a couple team camps and uh, really work on uh, winning ball games finding a way to win Um, and team bonding is another big thing that we got to keep working on uh, to get to where we need to get to coach
1: you've followed some pretty good basketball coaches that have sat in this chair over the years but we just haven't had the longevity of one coach uh, sitting in this chair for a period of time how difficult is it to build a culture uh when you're a first year head coach and, and you've had so much turnover from a head coaching perspective over the last decade or decade and a half
4: yeah everybody has different coaching philosophies um coach parsons had a different philosophy than what i did of course coach Harmon, uh whenever i was here had a different philosophy and then of course evan faulkner and kevin harris both uh before me all had different philosophies than what what i try to do so Uh, When you have a new group of guys coming in, it's really hard to figure out um, how you want them to play. Um, And it took a while for them to figure that out Uh, this year. We tried to stress it a lot in practice. But – uh, you can only practice so many times to get ready for uh, the big moment, which is a game. Um, but like you said, it's it's tough. But at the end of the day, we're just it's it, it starts in the off season again. As I've already stated numerous times, it starts with the culture of how we go about things, making sure everything's important. Um, the, from the littlest things in the locker room, keeping it clean, to uh, when you cross those blue lines, it's even more important. So we're really trying to stress that that everything when it comes to basketball with this team with this group. Uh, with this high school uh, is important for us to be successful. Coach, enjoy your off season. I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications.